Welcome to episode seven of the Deep Three Podcast. I'm here with my co-host Donovan, Mojo99. And today we're gonna talk about a few different things, most of which is gonna be the NBA awards prediction episode. I know we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks as we finish up our uh, team previews, but today's the day we're gonna go out there, let y'all know what we think is gonna happen this season. And throughout the season, if we're wrong, y'all can hold us accountable. If you're- you guys are not ready. I'm I'm going a hundred a hundred percent. I'm not missing <laughs> on, on anything. I'm I'm Look, I'm actually very confident cap. about I'm very, very confident about a lot of these picks. I'm very, very confident that you're going to be wrong. I think I'll throw that out there. (laughs) Look, before this podcast, Isaac went ahead and rolled out a message telling us to go ahead and post our predict or create our standings and also our predictions and shit like that for the awards. And I came in this bitch like Allen Iverson. I ain't got no practice, bro. All this is going to be (laughs) free-flowing. And watch me go ahead and dominate you guys. We're going to see at the end of the That's that's a a terrible strategy. I'm going to let you know that all all the time. (laughs) You are going to be very off base. <laughs> just let everybody know, guys, I am a podcast host that is not prepared. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's just setting himself up. Yeah, yeah let's go. Let's run it. I'm ready, boy. But first, we got to do what we always do at the start of the show, and we got to go over some fan hot takes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Make my ears bleed once again. Let's go. <laughs> so, as always, I got a list of NBA hot takes for you guys. Y'all let me know if these are W takes or L takes. Bring and if y'all are first-time listeners... Go ahead and comment your questions for next episode. We pick like five or six to react to every time, and there's a good chance we're going to pick yours. All right, first one. Renade Gamer says that... Renade? It's like Renade with no G. Renade Gamer okay. says that Tatum and Jalen are a better duo than Katie and Kyrie. Yeah, that, that's, that's an L-tick. That's an L-tick. At their, at, their, at their peak, Katie and Kyrie are an elite duo, top two, top three. Um, I don't... I'm still like unsure yeah. about like... I've, the potential of, of Jalen and Jason is very, very high, but I don't think that we've seen them both mesh at the same time at their peak. Yeah. I well, think I it's guess, easier I, to argue that the Nets duo the was the best in the NBA than it is to argue that the Celtics one is better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This question is hard because if we're being real, Jalen and, of course, Tatum have been more productive and... Kyrie and Katie have been filled with nothing but disappointments, but the idea of Katie and Kyrie in general is just probably the best duo in the entire NBA. Yeah, that's why I see the vision with the take because, like, I get it. They perform. This the Nets have had a lot of personnel issues on and off the court. So I, yeah. I don't hate you if you'd rather you take have a Celtics to give duo. It a w in my mind. Oh, okay, I don't think I think it's a W. I'm still giving yeah. it an L, but I understand it. I don't. I don't yeah. think it's true. So it's an L take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I think tying things, your evaluation of players so strictly to results is like a nasty way to look at it because there's so much context that goes into things. Yeah, that is true. All right. Anyway, let's go to the next one. Cozy says that Jimmy Butler is a top 10 player right now. I give that a W take. I'm not mad at it. You can't I, be mad at it. I, I'll, say, I'll say W take because I see the vision behind it, but I don't, I don't personally believe it, but I see the vision. So I don't. Take. I'll take I think he's more Why like uh, like he's like twelve to fifteen range. Like he's close, so it's not insane. But I think I think we talked about this before. I think like the ninth and tenth best players right now is like Jason Tatum and Damian Lillard. I'm not picking Jimmy over either of them. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean that's fair. Like it's not, I'm not gonna like again. None of, none of this is like crazy. I feel like a better way of ranking players is by tiers. And oh so, for sure. And so like Jimmy's probably in that tier. Of like can yeah. be so yeah he's on the lower I'd end say, of that tier but I put him in the top of the next tier I think I think there's like I would rather have Jason Tatum than Jimmy Butler like pretty definitively I know people will debate that one and a lot of people will say Jimmy and I get it but I'd definitely rather take Tatum I think hmm 
that's that's, I'm not that's mad interesting. At that. Okay. I guess yeah. I guess listen, I, from your perspective and then from our perspective, this really is coming out to just be a take. Like no no W <laughs> no W no, no, L, no just, gold. just take. Yeah, it's definitely debatable. You can't be you can't be super passionate about it either way. Yeah. All right, yeah, next exactly. one. Silgo says that Hakeem Olajuwon is the best international player in NBA history. Is the best player not coming from the U.S. Ah, Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah, it's that's it's hard. Gotta I got right? Yeah, it's it, yeah. it depends. It depends what you call the the Virgin Islands, and if you have that's the U.S. territory. Okay, that's then. That, yeah. Then yeah, yeah. Then, then I Hakeem. give it a W take. Yeah, I'm not gonna put too yeah. much thought into it. Yeah. I think the, 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 the real yeah, it's a W take. I think the only way you could question it is if you think Giannis is going to pass up Hakeem and get into that like top ten range, which probably too soon yeah. to say that. Yeah. So d- W take. I'll say it. Good job. Too soon, Good. my ass. I'm saying that right now. Who said that? Still go. <laughs> Me. This guy. That's funny. Okay, last one. Noah says that CP3 is a top three playmaker ever. Uh. Top three. There's a lot of good playmakers out there. I feel like t- top, top two were definitely Magic and LeBron. And then you get into yeah. like Stockton, uh, Steve Nash. Like uh, the fight for Stockton third spot is pretty hard. I'm, I, uh, I, can't I would. I think I would take CP. I think I would take CP over over Steve Nash. I might go there. I, I might go there because yeah. I feel like Stockton and, and Steve they were more products of their system rather than like drivers of it. Yeah, and I'll say more so Stockton okay. and Allen. No, I think Steve Nash is definitely the driver of his system, but I can see why you'd say that for Stockton since it's built around Carl Malone. A lot of his assists are yeah. just dumping the ball off to Carl. So I get it. Yeah. I, I'll, t- I'll say... Hmm, off the I top think CP can have it. Off the top of my head, I'll, I'll say W take. Hmm. Bro, these takes are kind of... You know what's crazy? These takes are good takes, but they're kind of cool. I think Yo- right now... You're going to say Yoke, aren't you? Jokic and Joel, Jokic and Luca are both I, better I playmakers it. right now. I knew it. Jokic and Luca are both better playmakers than Chris Paul right now, and Chris Paul is not like a way worse playmaker than he was in his prime. I'm not going to say those guys are top three because I guess we got to see him do it for longer and longevity, but yeah, I think they're definitely both better playmakers. Okay, so 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 are you, so, are you, so are you settling on L take since you think joke joke since you think nah, CP can have it. CP can be number three for now, okay. but I think give a few more years to see them continue their run of dominance because CP has crazy longevity. Let Jokic and Luka both do it for like 10 years like CP has, and they're going to be in this conversation. Okay. I'm yeah. not mad at you for that one. I'm not that's mad all the hot things I got. So okay. I think we can go ahead and get to these award predictions. Let's do it. Which it took us 12 minutes to get here, so sorry to make y'all wait, but I think we should just get it over with and start with MVP. Let's, let's do it. So I'll start. I, I want to start. Who do y'all start. think is going to win MVP this year? I want to start because I, have thought, because I have thought long and hard about this, and this is going to kind of – You'll see my reasoning later in the show, but okay, okay. Joel Embiid's going to be MVP this season. Fair, right? it's solid. It's a pretty simple, safe pick to pick the guy who finished second twice in a row. Yeah, and yeah. so the the but like part of it is because of kind of the way that I feel about the Sixers, which has kind of evolved over the past couple of days. The more and more I've I've thought about it. Um, okay, but Embiid Embiid has been top three in the voting for the last two years. He was. Third in 2020, he was runner-up last year. We've seen Thanks. we've seen the trend of guys where like when they've been knocking on the door, and you yeah. have other guys who have the 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 voter fatigue. You have Jokic who's gone back to back. He's probably not going to go three straight. I don't know if Giannis is going to get three in four years. And in my opinion, there's only two guys at the top of the list that I'm like, okay, this is like your MVP to kind of lose. That's Embiid and Luca. 
Yeah, and definitely so, the two favorites. Yeah, and so with Embiid, he's an elite scorer, almost led the league in, in scoring. Last, I think he did. It was either him or Giannis. I can't remember who finished. Uh, it was Embiid, top. yeah. Him and LeBron were both, but LeBron didn't have yeah. enough play games, so went to Embiid. Yeah, so so you have so you have a scoring a scoring leader, one of the best defenders in the league at his, his position. He's consistently um, in the top three of the voting. I think this is finally the year where everybody just looks yeah. at him and says, "Okay, like he's this is his year." So yeah, Embiid, Embiid's my MVP. That, I'm, that's kind of tough, bro. Yeah, I, I understand that pick for sure. And you mentioned the vote fatigue for Jokic and everybody. I think it's definitely going to take Jokic out of the running. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to pick Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. Because the vote fatigue didn't let him get the last two years, even though he was just as good as Jokic and like could have arguably done it. It's just nobody wants to give it to him, and Jokic was an anomaly. Now there's been enough time off, and the Bucks are going to be dominant again. I can definitely see Giannis getting back into this mix where it's been long enough that he has since he hasn't won it, and the people are going to be willing to give him again. That's yeah, fair. I That's like fair. This conversation. I like I like I, I like that I like that that pick as well. Giannis is definitely in my top four, um, mm-hmm. like like preseason MVP voting. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I right now, MVP is such like narrative driven to the yeah, to, yeah. to the point where like mid season we they were trying to throw Devin Booker in there. You're trying to throw Demar Derozan <laughs> in there. Like it's such a narrative type type of award that mm-hmm. I'm. Yeah. I don't know if just the sheer dominance of Giannis yeah. and the Bucks is gonna be enough. And I think the narrative for him is that we know he's the best player in the world. He's been the best player even when Jokic is winning it. Mm-hmm. It's been enough time since he hasn't won it. It's criminal if he doesn't win it eventually again. So people are going to be like, I feel comfortable stamping him as his best player in the world and letting him win it for a third time. While it is criminal for Giannis to only walk away with potentially two MVPs at the end of his career, which I think is not going to happen, I think it will mm-hmm. be even more criminal for Joel Embiid to not even win a single one in his career. And True. ironically enough, like those were my top two picks, and I was leaning towards Joel Embiid because of all, just because of the way the 76ers are set up. I think they're going to be a fantastic, like the best, probably the best team in the NBA. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. they're going to leave Ooh. the, they're going to have the okay. best record in the entire NBA. Uh, just because, heads up, I don't have Doc Rivers as my coach of the year, though. Even though that, that, that most likely is the case, I'm not going to have Doc Rivers as a coach. Bro. He still has, like, this stink bug to him and attached to it. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, MVP, If they win, it's not because Doc Rivers. Yeah, no. Hell no. MVP has to go to Joel Embiid in my mind because he's been so close. He's gotten so much better as a big man slash, you could say, damn near guard now with the way he's fucking breaking down his defenders, bro. And I think I just think the team is... For the, this is the best Joel Embiid-led team that he's ever had. Everything is catered towards him. He has his he has his primary ball handler, James Harden. Tyrese Max, who plays off the ball damn near perfectly. He got P.J. Tucker by his side, who's going to do all the nasty, dirty work. You don't have to go ahead and... Uh, he's not. His team is not going to yeah. be absolutely killed because the bench is a good amount better. They got Deon, DeAnthony, Melton, Montrezl Harrell. I just love this team. I just love this As team. As you should. They're so, going to be fantastic. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, there's I think, no chance that either of any of us have them outside of our top three seeds. Yeah, exactly. And I think this is just finally the year where people just have to give it to him. And I think other people's circumstances are are a little bit worse, and that helps Joel Embiid's case because no one's gonna give. I'm I'm sorry, unless Nikola Jokic goes ahead and wins like 70 games, he's not winning MVP <laughs> for the third straight year. They don't want to give yeah. it to him, bro. They barely wanted to give it to him back-to-back years. They barely wanted to give him the first time, you know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. think Steph Curry's going to go off. I Kawhi Leonard and MVP don't don't sound right in the same conversation, bro. Like, And if, as for Giannis, 
voter fatigue is a real thing, and I still think that people are, might be slightly hesitant Maybe. to go ahead, go ahead and the, give it to him. But your argument was very valid. The problem with the Joel Embiid pick is obviously it gets a good pick, but yeah. what if James Harden comes back and he's looking great again, and he's not MVP form, but he's like all NBA fantastic form again. Maybe we'll get the situation like we have the Warriors where having two of the best players alive just takes away from each other and neither one of them can win. I think it's a very real possibility. Okay, but that's that's having having Steph Curry and KD in 2017, it's much, much different than having even a good James Harden than having James Harden and Joel Embiid right now. So like I, I, I guess I mean it's like, still I mean I use that example, but it's not the only instance we've seen teams that are too good to have an MVP winner. Like, we've had plenty of instances where the stars take away from each other because maybe people were like, oh, I'd give him the vote, but I'd also give the other guy the vote. Like, it's not an exclusively Warriors thing. Outside outside of the of the Warriors, give give me an example. Because off, yeah. off, off, off the top of my head, ass, I, can't, I, can't, I can't remember <laughs> I can't remember in recent history something something like that happening. Um, I gotta think. I mean, I don't know exactly, but people talk about it all the time. I'm not necessarily saying that's been like we can point to a single year where that's directly happened, but you know, it's yeah. a talking point people use no, all the time. No, yeah, but I, I've, I feel like the the main causes of that was was the wars was the fact that like I'm you have two top five players on your on your team, and so like I can't I can't do that. Even when the Nets were, uh, well, actually not. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that back because because the the Nets have been a mess. Yeah. My, yeah, I was thinking about them. That's a hard example because, like, yeah. maybe the maybe and, and, the first year when they were formed, when they were at their peak of their powers, and people thought they were going to be running through titles, nobody was going to give KD the MVP because he has James Harden exactly. and Kyrie, even yeah. if he would have been good enough. Like, that's a perfect that's, example. Like, yeah. it happens that way. I think, but I think, okay, even aside from from Joel, the one mm-hmm. person that none of us mentioned that I think um, is obviously like, well, I, I kind of mentioned it, but like Luca. Yeah, the knock I can tell you Luka, why I'm not picking Luca. The, the the knock on, on Luca has always been he comes in he comes into camp fat and he plays his way into shape throughout the season and that's why like second half of the season Luca is just god tier and yeah. but and so if he could do that already two games then he could do that if if the if the Eurobasket stuff that he was doing in the off season was real and now he's in shape coming in coming into camp like are you guys at all thinking of, thinking about Luca potentially being the MVP now that he's gonna have the I guess the the body type that he needs to sustain yeah. eighty two games at that at that level. I'll let you go first, Mohammed. No, I don't think Luca's gonna go ahead and get it because there's like three things that factor into the MVP conversation is like narrative, the numbers, and how much you win. And Luca's probably gonna have the. I don't really think there's gonna be a real negative a narrative for him. I think the narrative he's gonna have the numbers. Is very there's a strong though. narrative. He's a, he's the, a favorite right now. Luca has really? Luca has been. People have been trying to hand Luca oh, this award for the I'm last true. three yeah, he's years. He's the betting favorite. Yeah, you're right. That is that is hella true. That is hella true. I'm tripping on that one. So he has the narrative. He's gonna have the numbers, but he's definitely not gonna have the wins just because I think that's where I'm going to. Yeah, exactly. The wins are just not gonna be there, bro. You're telling me he's gonna have a better record. He has to go ahead and outperform the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Pelicans, the T Wolves. Potentially the Phoenix Suns, like no, Memphis, he doesn't. Bro, no, like, he no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have to. He doesn't what have seed to. does he have to be? He he doesn't. I think uh, I think Luca only has to make it to the four seed. If you have Luca type numbers and he's the only person on his team that's like that, you only have to make it to the, to the four seed, possibly fifth mm. seed. Jokic has won it at the sixth seed for the last two years. Definitely right? crazy. But see, that's crazy. I don't even know. Yeah, he could win this. But the thing is, Jokic won the sixth seed, but he also put up one of the best offensive seasons of all time. Like, no exaggeration. Like, what he did, he was the best, most highly efficient scorer in the NBA at a high volume while being a top-tier passer. 
Like you could say Luca, Luca could do the same thing, but Luca, Luca he, is Luca is is he Luca is is an amazing passer, and he's an and he's an amazing scorer. And in terms of like no help, it's not his situation in Dallas is going to be a little bit better than what um, Jokic yeah. had in in Denver. But at the same time, there's nobody else on on his team. Like the, it's going to be him, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Christian Wood. Like that. Like what type of stupid NBA black, you know two K blacktop team is that? <laughs> Like yeah. it's not so, okay. it's not a legitimate big three. So I see what you mean. You I definitely I understand right why he's the betting favorite for the reasons you said. People are saying he could do what Jokic did, and him being in shape now is a big part of that. But I think the team's not gonna be good enough, and that's the case because I think last year they probably overachieved a lot. They had a top ten defense despite having bad defensive talent that we thought was gonna be a mediocre to subpar defense, and they kind of just like pieced it together and made it work. I don't know if that's sustainable. And they have to be playing like above the range. Dorian Finney-Smith defending his ass off. Somehow them piecing together great rim protection on Maxi Kleba. But now they're going to be giving minutes to more Tim Hardaway Jr. minutes and Christian Wood, yeah. who aren't good defenders. So I don't know if they're going to be able to get to that place. And without that good defense, they're not going to be a top six team. We could see them. We can we can see them do what they did in the Western Conference Finals. And listen, I don't I don't even know why why we're like stuck on Luca right now. I'm capping for him even though that he's no, not. It's a, my, it's a good thing to talk about. He's even though that yeah. he's not my pick, but I think that Luca and the Mavs, if they get to a point where they see that that defense isn't isn't working, they straight in the Western Conference Finals are like we're just gonna jack up three. Like we're we're just gonna we're gonna play the numbers and we're gonna play the numbers. We're gonna give Luca the ball. We're gonna let him drive and kick. All day long, and we and that's that's how our offense is going to roll. In the regular season, you can do that a lot more successfully than you can in the postseason. And For so, sure. if th- and so, if that ends up being your offensive system by like mid November, and you have a long way to kind of run through that, you can have a, you can have a, a lot of success, especially in the regular season when you just when you're putting up threes at volume, and the person who's driving and kicking and getting to the rim. Is Luca? You yeah, they're gonna have be the fantastic most in that way. Historical usage rate ever, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I exactly. see what you mean, and I, I understand the argument for that. I just think what it comes down to that. Let's say we the other two candidates are Joel and Giannis. <laughs> Their numbers are gonna be just as good as Luca's, and then you factor in the fact that they're elite defenders, more so Giannis, <laughs> and the team's success. Like even if the best case scenario happens and the Mavs are this team that we saw in the Western Conference Finals last year, or in the road to that, and they're clicking all cylinders, Luca's healthy all year. They're still not going to be a better team than the 76ers of the Bucks. Donovan got me. You got me when you said Joel Embiid and Giannis are going to put up just as good num- as numbers as Luka. Like, what if Luka comes up to the season and puts up a 30-point triple-double? Averages he's a 30-point triple-double. He could do that. I think he's capable of that. He's not going to have – he already had it. We're talking about it like he's going to hit a new level because there's no help now. The only difference is that Jalen Brunson's shots are going to go to Dinwiddie and whoever, and uh, the rookie. What's his name? Uh, who's that guy? Uh, that uh, Hardy. Yeah, Hardy. Yeah, Hardy. So like, they're just going to be redistributed. Last year in the playoffs, Brunson was great. And look, that's how they got through the Western Conference Finals. But in the regular season, Brunson wasn't some enigma. They didn't drop off that much. No, but even but outside of that, I think the biggest I think the biggest fact and the biggest like point that I want to make for Luca is the fact that he plays his way into shape. Throughout, throughout sure, the season, yeah. and there's a whole two two and a half month stretch where he's not at his best. But then once he gets going, everybody looks at Luca and it's like, oh my god, like this might this might be the best player in the league. And if he starts yeah. if he starts like that, you know, from week one to week two, and we say, oh wow, like Luca's coming, he's coming to camp in shape. Look what he's doing. Like 
that that's where that's where my point for Luca comes mm-hmm. in is that that's a good point ha- too because that he can have narratives are really formed season. in the first month too. Yeah, the narratives are formed really early and people kind of take that and you have to like lose it. Like Steph won the MVP in the first month and then he won that cold streak and lost it. Mm-hmm. If he was just like normal Steph, he would have won the MVP. Exactly. So if you're saying that and you think Luca's gonna come off firing, then for sure I can I can see the pick. That makes sense. And I think after three years of everybody really just trying to force like the Luca MVP thing to happen and he just hasn't de- delivered like that. If he gives if he gives any anybody just an inkling that like yeah. he's reached that level and that he like looks like the MVP, oh it's it's his to lose from the first like two months if he comes Man. out yeah. like that. Makes he sense. I think you should change your pick to Luca. That's what I'm saying. that's what I'm hearing. No, yeah, I exactly. Still think, you damn quick. Think, Nano, I mean, convince me to go ahead and pick. No, I still think. I still Fuck think, it, Lucas winning MVP. I'm here. I, yeah. Listen, you you can, you can really. take him. I still think I still think Embiid is gonna um is gonna is gonna win. I don't I don't think it's gonna be like a landslide, but it definitely will be something where I say by like the last month or so we kind of know like okay like like if there if there was a Sixers Mavs game in I like the start of April. We're not gonna go into that with like, oh, well, this is the swing game for the MVP. Like, it's, it's gonna be like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, Luca has to drop a hundred in this game against Embiid to win the MVP. I get it. All right, well, we spent a lot of time on the MVP. I think Damn. these are all really good picks. None of these would be surprising. Let's move on to yeah. Defensive Player of the Year. Who do y'all think is gonna win Defensive Player of the Year this year? I'm gonna go yeah. ahead and slap on Rudy Gobert for that simply because new mm. team, and I think that Rudy, ugh, bro. I That's didn't a good even pick. really acknowledge this, but the damn Timberwolves had, like, a top 13 defense in the NBA, or top 11, one of those two. And yeah. if you add a generational paint protector, rim protector, like Rudy, that's just, like, you're just a lock to elevate on all levels on the basketball court as a whole, bro, just naturally, you know? For sure, it's a good pick. And, yeah, yeah, I just, I just got, I just got Rudy for all the right reasons. Now, the only, now, the only thing that really scares me is like Carl Anthony Towns, a big slow ass running around the perimeter, <laughs> but like that's super scary. That's, that's just an ungodly sight to see. Hey, but if Rudy's behind that, him to help him out when he gets blown by, I think they'll be okay. Exactly, exactly. So I got Rudy Gobert. He's gonna make, Cat is gonna make Rudy look like a god. Period. Yeah, that's okay. a really good pick. I thought about going that way for the same reason. People are going to have like the narrative that Rudy's finally added Utah. They're going to be winning a lot of games. And they're going to be like, look what Rudy can do with the right system, with the better players around and whatever. I can see yeah. that happening. I'm personally going to go to the Miami Heat and pick Bam Adebayo. Wow, that was Good my second pick. I think nice. last year, a lot of people, including me, were upset he wasn't even top three. And now I think they're going to have just as good of a defense, still be top five. But they also lost P.J. Tucker, which is going to give Bam that narrative boost to say, oh, he did this without his second best defensive player. So I'm going with him. Nice that is pick. that is a great pick, Isaac, because it's the exact same pick that I'm making. I'm, I'm taking Bam <laughs> for for DPOY because nice, and nice. for for everything that that you said and like Mo, you said the Timberwolves were were top thir- they were 13th in the league in defensive rating last year. Miami was fourth in defensive rating of the year. We had a really weird year where Marcus Smart ends up getting Defensive Player of the Year. And I don't think anybody really like considers Marcus Smart the best defensive player. And yeah, no, I don't nobody, know about that one. Nobody considers him the best defensive guard. I think a lot of people still consider Drew Holiday to be a, a better defensive guard. Uh, but yeah. but you, talk, you talk about Bam, they are going to put so much on his plate just as a player, offensively and defensively. And he is going to be one of the most versatile defenders in the league this year. He's going to, he's going to be... You know he's gonna be switching, you know, guarding, guarding guards, guarding bigs, and just on a nightly basis, especially in the East, where there's just gonna be so much um, firepower, and he just has so much to do on a nightly basis. 
I think Bam ends up jumping into the top three and getting it. Yeah, yeah. You speak in my language. It's just the narrative so perfect with um, what's his name leaving PJ Tucker. Yeah, like that's the exact type of thing you need to be like, oh, they're still elite. He deserved it last year. He wasn't even in the voting. Like it's set up perfectly. But I also agree it's set up perfectly for Gobert. So I think that's also a great pick. Yeah, it's it's very funny. I think the 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 DPOY it's such like it's a big man centric and like mm. it as it should be yeah it makes it makes sense right because like if you're the anchor of, of a defense like that provides more value than if you're like locking somebody down on the perimeter um but do you do you think that drew holiday can maybe jump in there at all no no so so who's no. your who's your top three then okay they, so he wants to be in there before drew holiday yeah i think Giannis is kind of a lot to always be top three like was he was he top three last year um, I will check. I will check that. Yeah, I think, yeah. The safe pick is Giannis. Like, the guard won it last year because the Celtics had such an enigma of a defense, and people were kind of like, there was a media campaign to, like, finally give it to a guard because it's too big man-centric. And, you know, the bag Twitter guys that are like, oh, bigs are overrated. Give it to the guy who lock on the perimeter. Like, they got what they wanted, and Marcus won one. But the reality is bigs are far more impactful for a reason. It's because effect, affecting shots on the rim, you can do more than you can being out on the perimeter. So we're going to go back to seeing Biggs win. So, so this is very funny. So Rudy, Rudy was third in voting, um, and Giannis mm. was sixth. So Marcus Smart was first. Mikael Bridges, Bridges. ended. Mikael yeah. Bridges ended Bridges up second. Bridges is a good pick. And Bridges then, isn't going to win it, but he's a good top three pick. So it was Smart, Bridges, Gobert, Bam, Jaron Jackson Jr., and then Giannis at mm. six. Yeah, I forgot. Giannis didn't make it because their defense wasn't quite as good because Brick Lopez was out the whole year. So Giannis kind of had to be the anchor instead of being the weak side defender that he usually is. But now he's going to go back to being his normal role where he's a monster and insanely impactful. Yeah. But I, I can see Bridges being top three. It wouldn't surprise me. What's yeah, the I think, award? I, 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 think spe- I think especially, and th- this this will be the last thing that, that we say on this, but I think especially yeah. like now that we're, we're like, we're moving backwards. And so it's like, okay, we're going to give it, we're going to give the award to, to the guard. And then it's like, all right, well, a wing has to get it now. And, and then slowly, yeah. you know, work our way back up to the big. Yeah, that's the annoying part. Like, it's going to be like all that. Last year started as Firestorm. It's going to be like, Premier Play won last year. Why shouldn't they always be in the top three? And we're just yeah. going to see that, like, that's virtue signaling so voting. Yeah. 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 All right, Anyways, I'm glad we can agree on the top two. Yeah. What's next? Next one, Rookie of the Year. Who do y'all think is going to win NBA Rookie of the Year? I, okay. <sighs> I have I have long I'll slender. say first. Obviously, I'm going Paolo Bancaro. I think you're going somewhere else, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, yeah, so you're, you're going, you're going, Paolo. I'm going with Keegan Murray. I've, mm, it's a good I've, pick. You can't go wrong. I've, I've long slandered the Kings. This is going to be the one thing that I give them this year. Um, <laughs> but I listen. I think that the Kings, uh, um, offensively, like they're just they're going to get up and down the, the floor. And I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunities for Keegan to wow. to to flourish. Offensively. This is the most positive I've heard him talk about the Kings in my entire life. Listen, listen. most he's ever done in his life. Listen, I'm glad that we have this on video because we can just run this back for the for the next six months. The last I'm not, time, I'm not I'm not praising them any anymore. I I can't stand the Kings. Um, they they're so inept. But but yeah, I think I think Keegan's gonna have a lot of opportunities um, to be to be successful. And now that you've kind of like he's in that core with with Fox and Sabonis and Murray, like they are kind of planning on those three pushing them into the play in and, and where they want to be. Um, and you saw, obviously, like, I don't want to overreact to Summer League, but he looked really, really just, like, ready. No, he looked he's ready. really good right away. He I wouldn't ready. It's not overreaction. Yeah. yeah. He's a finished he, he looked. He looked ready. So, I'm, I'm going to go with Keegan. Yeah, for sure. So, you? 
When it comes to Rookie of the Year, if you look at all the past Rookie of the Year winners, you know, you find a formula and you come to find out that, yo, like, it's basically strictly like a numbers game. Wins, they help, they, you know, they're cool and all that, but people really don't give a fuck about none of that, if we're being completely honest. Yeah. And I genuinely do not, I do not see a world where Keegan Murray is going to put up more shots than Paolo Bancaro. That's just not going to happen, bro. De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox is going to be putting, putting up shots. DeMontis Sabonis is going to be putting up shots. Kevin Herter going to be like they have they have a lot of options, and I don't know how, how Keegan Murray aligns that pecking order, but that's not a bad choice. I just think that Paolo Bancaro is just the most safe choice because yeah. like there's not a lot of options on the Orlando Magic, and they're still looking for someone to be that guy. And so far, Paolo Bancaro like he should be looked at as that guy at least for now. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think it, I wouldn't be shocked if Keegan was like. The more impactful player and like a better player overall in year one, like that, I yeah. could see that being the case because he's older. Like, but like you said, as a numbers game, and Paolo's gonna have the usage, and he's already like you could say maybe he's still gonna be better even though he's so much younger. Like he's incredibly good. The way he moves with the ball in his hands at that size is ridiculous. Like he's gonna be an elite, not elite. He's gonna be a high level scorer from like day one, and that's gonna translate to an easy twenty points per game. I, I will, yeah. I will say, I will say this though. The so Scotty and Evan Mobley finished one and two. In, mm-hmm. in in the uh, in the voting last year, the two guys behind them, Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green, both averaged more points. Cade Cunningham was the he was the Pistons' offense, right? He's he's the facilitator yeah. there. And so, even if you have a guy who is the center of of the offense, like I don't think you can immediately dismiss somebody for for Keegan. And and I know that you guys aren't doing that, but I'm saying like I, that's why I'm not as worried that Keegan isn't going to yeah, be yeah. the focal point of the offense because if think you do in enough things, case, you can be there. In this case, that happened because, one, Jalen Green was awful to start the year and had a good yeah. second half of the season, but he was never going to fucking win. And Cade yeah. also started kind of slow. Like, he picked up as the year went on, but he started super slow like, for his standards as number one pick. Mobley was an enigma from day one. He was an elite, like, straight-up elite defender as a mm-hmm. rookie and on a team that was, like, making huge strides and to be, like, a top-four playoff team before they got injured. So he was a lock. The only reason that Scotty came up at the end is because he was, just, like, super consistent throughout the whole year and he was also on a winning team. One. Yeah, so like he had the combination of the numbers and being on a winning team. So yeah. I don't know if Keegan's gonna have that winning team to hold him up. Probably, yeah, probably, probably not. But honestly, be. I don't even. Th- I really don't think that like the winning. I don't think anybody when it comes to rookies. I don't, I really don't think that anybody cares about. It did last year though. It mattered for sure last year because both those guys were contributors on playoff teams from day one. Like normally exactly. it doesn't matter because that normally that doesn't happen. But we happen to see two of the players that were the best rookies also be playoff contenders. So like it worked out that way. But if it's there, it's definitely gonna help. Yeah, I I, th- I think the fact that I, a big part also is who plays the most games, right? Out, out of these guys, mm-hmm. Scotty Scotty played seventy four games last year. Mobley, yeah, that's why he won. Mo- Mobley missed some time and, and Cunningham missed some time. If if Keegan can be on the floor, I think as a rookie, like that's that's really one one of the best things that you can do. Just be there and show yeah. up. And so whoever, <laughs> honestly, like that's that's probably a big. Maybe not a bigger, but it's a very, very like key thing that we should keep an eye on. Be real. For Does sure. anyone want to give anything to the Sacramento Kings? Like, is anybody going to be real? I mean, Tyreek Evans like won, won Rookie of the Year one time. Bro, you were nine years old when that happened, bro. You're like eight, nine years <laughs> so old. So I can't study happened. history? Like, what, what, you can't what, what, study history, about? but bro, it's like no one, no one cares about? about them anymore like that, bro. I don't think that's yeah, going to happen. Maybe that's the reason people want to give it to them. Like, oh, they finally yeah. have hope. Keegan Murray's balling out 19 points per game. Yeah. yeah. These are definitely crazy. the top. These are definitely the top two picks, though. So like, I I don't hate the Keegan pick. I just feel pretty confident that Paolo is gonna like prove himself to be like future top ten player, elite player of the elite right away. 
So I feel like it's going to be like one of those things where like yeah. right away people are like, oh, he's him. He's going to win. Yeah. And that narrative's not going anywhere. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Again, I, I, I really don't feel like... If we, all any, said, if we all just said Paolo, it would be kind of boring. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, and I, but I don't feel like any one of us on any of our picks have just been like off the off the wall yet. We'll we'll see. Once we start getting the sixth man of the year and, and most improved, I want to see what, what you guys think about my, my picks. Oh, I forgot most improved player. Okay. Oh, well, well, I got most improved well, in the bag. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's talk about coach of the year first. That should be a quick one. Who is going to win NBA coach of the year? Uh, I got Ty Lue. Ty Lue because, like, hopefully okay. all these guys are going to – it's either going to be – I put Ty Lue slash Mike Malone. I have basically the same argument for both mm-hmm. these both of these coaches. Obviously one of the best coaches, top ten, top five, top ten coaches in the entire NBA. And finally they have all the talent in line, and it's just another – and it's just in time for them to go ahead and rack up this award. For Mike I Malone, see that. I believe, another award. Those are good picks. I'm going to go with a name you're probably not thinking about. I'm going to go Joe Mazzula. The Celtics oh. interim coach. Okay. I think mm, that they're going to be, be crazy. The one thing that concerns me is not having Robert Williams for the start of the season, but I think yeah. they're going to be just as good as last year. Still a top two, three seed. And you're going to have the narrative that you have this turmoil if wow. you don't have their coach. And the new guy comes in and he's just like elite, keeps them where they are all year. I yeah. think that's an easy, easy win. It's kind of like See. what Luke Walton did where he went like 25 and 0 or whatever it was whenever yeah. um, Steve Kerr was out, but for a whole season. Okay. Damn, okay. That's tough, bro. That's tough. I like that. The only reason why I'm not flying with that and my standings will show <laughs> reflect that is because of Rob Williams is so important to that defense, bro. So I like that pick. You're hella bold for that, but just move. What's y'all, Donovan? <laughs> I and so okay, so this is this is really weird. Um but and I don't know if you can win it from here. But I kinda like Willie Green. Um Oh okay. I love that. Okay, I, the, love that. I, I love I, that. The Pelicans. I love that. I think that's the division. I think that the Pelicans have a have a really high seat. Like if everything clicks, New Orleans can really, really go some places. And you yeah. kinda and you can have this like progression of, oh well we we were at the number one pick in the draft and we made the playoffs last year. We we were in the play in and, and fought really hard to get to to get to the playoffs. We pushed the Suns to six games. Like there's you know, now now that we get our star player back, we're gonna go even further, right? We're gonna win more games. There's a real progression for them there. So I think that if Zion is there and he can stay healthy and they can they won like they won thirty six games last year. You get them a, yeah. a couple you get them a couple games over five hundred and you get them an eight game increase in a tough Western conference. That's I think I think the narrative is there for Willie Green to um to be at the top of the list. I love that pick. I can see that. I like that pick for sure. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That's, that's my cut to you. I like I like the Ty yeah. Lue I like the Ty Lue pick a lot though, um, because the Clippers definitely have like yeah. obviously like we listen they they didn't have Paul George or Kawhi for a lot of games last year and they still ended up um, with a very yeah. good record should have well, I guess they they were they were the eight seed lost in the play in yada 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 but like you see what Ty Lue's able to do on on a, on a nightly basis mm. with just like mid guys and bring them up now that he's gonna have stars like the clippers should be at the top of the conference yeah he's a, he's a top three coach in terms of just like x's and o's so mm-hmm. like he deserves one i don't know why he hasn't gotten one yet so i, I kind of hope you're right with that yeah it's, he, he hasn't got one because he was coaching lebron <laughs> yeah, i was just about to say that i shit. mean now he's coaching one of the deepest the deepest roster in the league so maybe that hopefully that doesn't hurt him either i don't think but, it should bro i don't think yeah. it should you could easily have one of the deepest rosters you could theoretically have one of the best rosters on the team in the entire NBA 
but that doesn't make that doesn't mean anything if you don't do little things like keep egos in check yeah. and make sure you put exactly. these players in the best positions possible to win and all these other things and yeah another just random side note and tangent that i'm just so happy bro john wall has been looking nice in the preseason there yeah. was a very real world where we all thought well, at least not all but in the back of our minds i don't think any of us really expected anything too much out of john wall you know what i'm I saying did. for the top i did really wow you expected a lot out of him uh, not, a, a, not 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 a lot, but like a, a decent amount. Like I, mm. I have not been looking at John Wall as like some completely washed up player. I actually thought that that was like a. Piece. I have. I, yeah, and so like like if you ask Isaac about <laughs> about the John Wall signing, he's gonna be like, who ca- who cares? He's he's too. Yeah, three, he's he's too. No, cares, no, but like but, but like you're yeah, you're yeah. saying like listen, he's two three years washed. He's gonna play you know fifteen minutes a night or this and that. Like I'm expecting a little bit more. From John Wall than that, mm. and I think that he will make a significant impact, and he'll probably yeah. be like in the finishing lineup for for the Clippers yeah. at, yeah. at the end of the year. I was in a way I didn't think I thought he like to fit is so good that they'd get the most out of him. So I was like, okay, that's a good good signing, good depth mm-hmm. there. That he's just a role player that fits that really well. But I wasn't like he's gonna make them unstoppable. He's gonna come in and like really unlock their playmaking they've always needed. I was like, that's mm-hmm. cool if it works out well, works out well. But it's good to see the early signs are looking well. Listen, he's all listen. He's not like. You know, gang signed John Wall, the the, the like <laughs> the, the deepest bag of John Wall, but he but he is Dougie in again, he is dancing again, and so you have one you have I one of his it. alter egos that is back. So I think yeah. I think John Wall has like a bright future ahead of him. I've been for, itching for to hear season. Isaac speak. For what? Coach of the year. He said he said Joe, Joe Mazzula. Joe Celtics. Mazzula. Oh, I forgot about that. Where Damn, you been? Bro. <laughs> Yo, I told you before this podcast, I was sleeping, bro. Short-term memory loss. <laughs> bro, it's crazy. You, thought I, you thought I was lying? What is this? This is literally an eye mask, bro. I had this next to me. <laughs> swear to God. Yeah, That's absolutely. Okay, okay, well, let's go ahead and get to most improved player. Who do okay, y'all think run. is going to win most improved player this year? Let me go ahead and I'm gonna take go first. stage real quick. Let me go first. No, no, Tyrese no. Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, that's not nasty, but I think my pick is better. Why do you say Tyrese? Because he's gonna have hella usage, and in the games we had in the last season when he got to um, Indiana, he was averaging like twenty-two and nine. Like it was like a huge jump. Mm-hmm. If he finally gets that usage for a whole season without De'Aaron Fox plus a year of development, he's gonna put up yeah. stupid numbers. Yeah, okay. I like that. Who, who uh, you got? For me, I got another New York Nick. A couple years ago, it was Julius Randle this year. I'm gonna go ahead and say um, Jalen Brunson. I mean, yeah, Jalen Brunson. One okay. thing that I could easily say to just, to, to, just to go ahead and demolish your that's nasty. What? Yeah. That's nasty. I'm not picking Jalen in it's, my top it's, three. It's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of nasty. Wow, you're a Knicks fan. I everyone, you the one who's saying it's nasty, bro. You're nasty for that actually. I thought I, you were gonna say RJ Barrett. I didn't expect Jalen Brunson. No. Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, bro, I gotta pick Jalen Brunson. One thing that I have to say <laughs> is that, like, when it comes to the president of the president that the the president that has been set for the, the MIP. <laughs> Did I say that right? I probably didn't write. The president. <laughs> yeah, president. Yeah, whatever. What's been set for the MIP award over the past, I'm just going to say year with John Morant winning it. I, I mm-hmm. hate that he won it. I don't think he deserved it. You can say he deserved it, but I don't think it was right for him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the true meaning of that, in my mind at least, is when, when you see a crazy jump from a player just kind of out of nowhere a lot of nba fans who are in the trenches like us could expect it could see it that's why i think tyrese halliburton is a tremendous pick but i think jim brunson is probably talking a better pick 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're good. I think Jalen Brunson is probably even a better pick because I think Jalen's going to be on a better team. I don't think it's really that debatable to say that crazy to say that the Knicks are going to be much better than the um, than the Indiana Pacers. Now, Tyrese is probably going to have a better stats because he's just overall a, a much better player mm-hmm. than than Tyrese. But that's just my take, bro. What's yours? Okay. What do you so, think on that, actually? Let me, okay. let me get, let me get yeah, your opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. So when it gets to, to the Jalen thing, the reason why I'm saying it's nasty is because a lot of times these goes to, like, young players, right? But, like, we're see, we see guys in their second or third year trying to make that leap into all-star. It shouldn't, though. Or, or, no, but, like, but you're talking about, like, the precedent and what, and what it was, especially after Ja. A lot of people didn't even think – that um that Josh deserved it because it's like hey this is a guy who like he was an all star MVP yeah that's, what, that's what I'm MVP saying like so. like he was he was an all star last year he, we already know that he's the face of a franchise why are we giving him most improved when we know good and well that like that's not what we're here to do right so I think when you talk about a guy like Jalen we're trying to give this award to twenty twenty one year olds Jalen's twenty six that's a grown man dude. Like like he like he does he doesn't deserve he doesn't deserve it he just got a he just got a hundred million dollars, right? Like you're not you're not you're not yeah. giving you're not giving most improved to a guy who just got who just got the bag. That's not what it's about. And also that's what you, Ju- that's what happened with Julius Randle, is it not? Julius Randle. Yeah, also, yeah, that is a good he, comparison, honestly. <laughs> if Jalen if Jalen Brunson goes Jalen Brunson goes to second team All NBA, listen, you got me right. Right, if he that does that, if he, if, he, if he does that, listen, I apologize, and you saw something that, that I that I didn't. But last year, he shot fifty percent from the field and thirty seven percent from three. Do you think that he's going to shoot fifty percent again from from the field? Right. Yes, he but that's going to shoot better than that. No, not better than that. But I think he should put up better counting stats points. Even if he does, if you apply that to like 36 minutes per game and like give him the usage, it's going to be like 22 points and 7.5 assists. That's not second team All-NBA. If he if he brings the Knicks to the playoffs, 8th seed, I think that'll I think that'll get him through the door. Maybe, but he, you got to think gonna, there's also every year to, there's yeah. every ahead, year there's young ahead. players that make the star leap and people want to give it to them. So for Jalen Brunson it, to be like Julius Randle, it would have to be like above and beyond. You can't deny it. Julius Randle was arguably the second best power forward in the league that year. Like he was at the point where it was like you got to give it to him. He's so good. Like he's got a star now. I don't know if we're gonna see healthy from Jalen Brunson just because he gets into the playoffs. And Randle was able to do that because there was no other like credible. Well, uh, I, okay, I'm a disrespect. And he just I'm a, I'm a became a jump shot RJ. god. I, yeah, I'm a I'm a disrespect RJ here, but like there was no other credible you know offensive option on that team, and that's a team that overperformed like crazy. Yeah. Right, because because their defense was just off the chart, and 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 Tibbs had them buy in for a year. But like Isaac said, if Jalen Brunson is going to make every single turnaround jumper, if he's going to shoot forty percent from three, if he's going to continue shooting fifty percent from the field, then okay, sure. If he's going to be one of the four best guards in the league, by all means, Mo, you no got way. it. That's not happening. You're making me look like you make <laughs> me not, sound like not a happening. lunatic with that. No, like, I mean it was a crazy pick. So like, <laughs> no, that's a crazy. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. Bro. I see why you say that. I see where the logic comes from. I just there's reasons why I'm definitely not going to predict that. But I, I definitely see where your head's at. Yeah. Okay. Now now that I've done get get on up, I'm going with Josh Giddy for my pick. I think I think mm. that that Josh Giddy um, last last season and the jump that he can make with a Thunder team that is still going to be. Um, 
kind of, I guess, vying for, for guys to play. Shea's going to start the season a little bit hurt. Yeah. Chet's, Chet's not there. And you have you have Giddy, who is a really good passer. He can rebound. He Last last season, he didn't shoot well, right? He only shot 42% from the field. He shot 26% from three. If he becomes just a little bit better, right, if that 42 goes to 45 or that 26 goes to 30, and now you're talking about instead of 12 points a game, he's at 16, maybe 16 and, and a half, along with the yeah. other things that he's doing, I think that there's a jump to be made for Giddy. So that's why I'm going to take him yeah. as my pick. I like that. I think we're not going to see second-year players win it all the time like we did with Ja. Like, yeah. Ja was such a special circumstance because he became one of the most electrifying, yeah. arguably one of the best players in the NBA. So I think it's going to be hard to break that second-year precedent for Giddy. But I I, could, I see it. He's going to make that type of leap. I, I agree with you. I think that pick is even nastier than what you said about me with Jalen Brunson. Bro. What? Crazy. No, it's not. Yeah, that's How? even worse. Right. How? Do you think be real, Isaac, that's even reason. worse. Let's be real. No, who, it's not. Who, so you think Josh Giddy has a better chance of winning it than Jalen Brunson? Yes. What are, what are we talking I, about? I, yes. I, this is a mid-off for real. I don't know. Like, <laughs> win it, but I, I, I think so, yeah. I, I think Giddy's would be more deserving than Jalen Brunson would. He's a second-year player. Your what? guy's 26, and you're trying to give him most improved. Bro, How know old was Julius Randle when he won it? Bro, Julius Randle is a special case because he became second-team All-NBA. <laughs> How many times do we got to say it? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Is Jalen Brunson gonna be? Is Jalen Brunson going to be one of the four best guards in basketball next year? No, I know that's that's a tough predicament you're you're putting me on. No, right? no, 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 no. You're saying all that stuff. Is, that's a yes or no question. Yes or no? Is he gonna be one of no, the four best? A- absolutely okay, no, not. absolutely then, not. Then, then the precedent of the jump that Julius Randle made is not there anymore. Bro, you're putting me in a nasty debacle right now. Cause you made a nasty pick. <laughs> no, that's you did not this to yourself. Your pick is so much worse. What are you talking about? Okay, Josh Giddy, are you serious right now? Okay, what, can, what, what, what is this counting stats gonna look like for him to win Most Improved Player of the Year? What is it gonna look like? Seventeen? Seven, Tell me, Josh going to be seventeen? Ten? Uh, yeah, he can no. seventeen ten. Why do you think Josh Giddy's so bad? Just like second time you said I'm, this, Josh Giddy's really good. I'm, he's really he's good. I would love to have a player like him on my team, but. Josh Giddy again. I don't think he's him. Again, That's my again. Opinion. Josh Josh Giddy last year, just straight counting stats, averaged twelve and a half points, seven point eight rebounds, six point four assists, zero point nine steals. If he gets that up to seventeen to six, we'll go sixteen and a half points. Two more buckets a game. Sixteen <laughs> sixteen and a half points, eight point one rebounds, seven seven assists, and one steal. Tell me, tell me that's not like a most improved stat line. Tell me you can't yes, see the vision on a twenty seven win team. With, like, mid-efficiency, bro, Jalen Brunson's running away with that compared to that stat line, bro. I'm sorry. Neither one of them are going to win it because Tyrese Oliver is going to win it. Maybe Jordan Poole. Y'all have a mid-off. Yeah, this is a mid-off right now. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is disgusting. Right? You're, not gonna you're, like you're, you're not going to disrespect Josh Giddy like that. You're crazy for this. You're crazy for this. No, you're he's, crazy. he's not going to win it. You're right because he's a second-year player. That's not going to happen <laughs> unless he became an all-star. So, whatever. Isaac, just, so I, just for the sake of my pride, if you were to bet money on it, who would you rather place your bets on? Giddy or I feel like throw my money into a wishing well. I don't know. I guess I guess I'd pick Brunson because a second year player is not gonna yeah, win it, but cool, I would I'm fucking done. hate that pick. I would be yeah, I'd never expecting to see that money again. I'm done. Alright, cool. I feel better now. Let's go. <laughs> who's gonna win who's gonna win six men of the year this year? I'm Ooh. taking Malcolm Brogdon to, to That's win. a great pick. I'm, yeah. I'm, That's, taking, I'm taking Malcolm Brogdon. I forgot about Malcolm Brogdon. I wrote down Jordan Poole, but 
I think I might pick Malcolm Brogdon now that you mentioned it. Yes, sir. He's the lamest, this is going to be the lamest argument conversation ever because I'm like, yo, I've, I don't know if you guys remember this, but whenever we tend to talk about the Celtics, I always talk to you guys about, yo, you got to remember about, you got to remember Malcolm Brogdon. He's there. Last yeah. time we seen him healthy, he was playing like, I may be tripping, but something near along the lines of 20 and seven or something, something like that. Mm-hmm. Something like and that. He's crazy probably. efficient. Just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's crazy efficient. He's a great defender. You know what I'm saying? He could mm. be the facilitator that the Celtics have been looking for. Could be playing. Could be playing a part of closing lineups, things of that nature. And I just love him on this team, bro. I love him as a player. Yeah. I hated when the Bucks got rid of him. I hated it. Especially wait, yeah, wait. So, so you so you're on Brogdon as well, and we're we're sweep. making a clean clean sweep, clean sweep, sweep. Love it. I mean, this was easy. I think like this is like a near lock, especially because Tyler Hero might start. That a lot of chatter about that. It's like Malcolm Brogdon's clearly the best six man in terms of like caliber of player that's currently coming off the bench. I still think Jordan Poole has some validity there if you think he's going to make that leap, especially because like what we saw in the playoffs last year, there's a big like hype around him. People are thinking he's like star in the making. So you can see the narrative being there, especially if the Celtics are like, I mean, the Warriors are top tier again. Yeah. But you got to go with Brogdon. Like we already know what he's going to be. If he's if yeah. he's healthy if he's healthy he's in, and, and Mo you talked about his numbers the last time I, I have him up right here so the last time he was out on the floor last year. He finished nineteen point one points per game, five point nine assists, five rebounds per game, and he did it while shooting. Dang, <laughs> had a and that was on a bad year from three. He shot thirty one percent from three last last season, forty five percent from from the field. If he can listen, he's a career thirty seven percent shooter from 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 three. He gets that up. He gets that back up, and we're here. And so yeah, clean yeah. clean sweep. I think we don't even got to talk much about it. Like, we all know he's going to win it, or he should be the favorite to win, I should say. He maybe will get hurt. Who knows? Yeah. But I think we should move on to the standings. Let's, let's, let's do it. it. Okay, so we're going to go conference by conference. Let's start with East. This is pretty difficult. How we're going to do it is we're going to go by blocks of four teams. So I feel like, we, can we all agree that the bottom four teams are Detroit, Charlotte, Orlando, and Indiana? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I don't think the order for the last four matters. We're just going to clump them all together as... The non-playoff teams that are tanking, still rebuilding. We can do that. So, we can go the play-in teams now. 7 through 11. I'll let you know who I got first. At 7, I have, don't kill me, the Atlanta Hawks. Calm down, Muhammad. I, just, shut up. <laughs> just keep going. Just keep going. Atlanta Hawks at 7. Keep going. Keep going. Toronto Raptors at 8. New York Knicks at 9. Chicago Bulls at 10. And Washington at 11. Okay. Uh, that's that's fair. That's that's I have the same I have the same teams. Uh, in, okay. in what order? So I have so I have Toronto at seven, Atlanta okay. at eight, Chicago okay. at nine, New York at ten, Washington at eleven. Oh, Mohammed, tell us yours before we get into the arguments. Okay, so at seven, you're going through seven through eleven, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Okay, so at seven, I have the Brooklyn Nets. At eight, I got the Raptors. At nine, I got the Bulls. Ten, I got the Wizards, and then at eleven, uh, I think I got who do I have at eleven? So, so, so you have the Knicks at eleven. Yeah, exactly. That's what okay. I would say. Yeah. You nasty bitch! You picked Jalen Brunson to be the most improved players because he takes them to the playoffs, and you put them at eleven. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you have to do preparation. You unprepared fuck. <laughs> Look, as as we've we been love talking the throughout this conversation, <laughs> as we've been talking throughout this conversation, bro, I'm just like, e- I, I really like the Washington Wizards, and I believe in Bradley Beal. And yeah. but yeah, I couldn't put him over. Brad- I couldn't put him over. I couldn't put him over the Wizards. Mute bro, his sorry. mic. Yeah, mute his mic. 
Okay, so let's start with the me. Wizards. So I think we all agree the Wizards and Knicks are going to be in the bottom tier trying to get into that last spot. Yes. Actually, I had the Bulls at 10, so I think the Knicks are going to be better than the Bulls. I think that actually the Knicks with competent point guard play led by Jalen Brunson, maybe R.J. Barrett takes a leap that Knicks fans seem to think he's already taken, but yeah. maybe he actually becomes a good two-way player. Yeah. Julius Randle can't be worse than he was last year, so he's going to make some sort of positive regression. And Isaiah Hartenstein's a really good pickup. I just see it come together for them to be a very bottom-tier playing team, but be able to be better than expected. Yes, I think I think everything that, that you said is right. I think that um, I think that Chicago is just going to be a little bit better, but I think that Washington and New York are interchangeable. They're going to be separated by like one, two games max. Yeah. Oh, I should say why I think Chicago is going to fall to ten. Yes. I think oh, losing yeah, Lonzo Ball sucks and. I don't know if Lonzo Ball is ever going to be healthy this year. I think it's at the point now where his injuries are so nagging that we have to assume that maybe he's just not going to be who we thought he is the whole yeah. season. RIP to his career. Yeah. Damn. But, uh, and Vucevic signing didn't look too great. He's a year older. Like, DeMar Rosen had the best season of his career, maybe. It's hard to predict. He does that again at the age of 30 or whatever he is. So Patrick Williams. I'm just not high on him. Patrick Williams, a young player, a lot of Bulls fans. I feel like he's really controversial, and I think a lot of Bull fans, at least this season, are going to come to the realization that, realization that he's really not the goods. He's okay, but he's not <laughs> the goods. The other day, he just got benched yeah. in a preseason game for, what's his name, Javante Green? I don't know his name. I forgot about his name. Yeah. Still okay. my mind. yeah Javante Green, he's good. Tough. He's good. All right. So cool. I think the, the main thing of contention here is that we have Atlanta. I have it seven. Donovan has him at eight. You think Atlanta's top six. You put the Brooklyn Nets behind Atlanta? I think that's kind I of think- disgusting. Yeah, the the Brooklyn Nets have Kyrie, a Kyrie and KD led team together, both of them. They've given me no reason to go ahead and propel them over a team like the Atlanta Hawks, who have shown I don't want to say a level of consistency because Trey just got on the scene and things of that nature. But they had they just they haven't given me a reason to go ahead and put uh, put them above them. Like you're talking like the Hawks are the freaking Miami Heat. They were in the play no, last no, year. They weren't I'm good not at all. I'm talking about them as Miami. This is more so about the Brooklyn Nets and the, and the dysfunction that lies between their organization, bro. Now yeah, you can go it. ahead and tell me a story and sell me on potentially like yo contract your Kyrie when like he probably could be a different breed. And I understand that completely. And Ben Simmons is gonna fit beautifully alongside all those suitors. You can mm-hmm. sell me on that. But at the end of the day, they've given me zero reason to buy in on any on anything, bro. On anything. I understand that. Okay. Yeah, and I don't and have I the Nets safe. in the top three, so like I get it. Well, yeah. it's it's I don't it's definitely not safe, but I mean it's understandable. So yeah. Okay. In the day, it's a, it's a one spot difference for me. I'll give that spoiler alert. So I don't think it's insanely incomprehensible for Atlanta to jump to six. Like that wouldn't shock me at all. But I feel comfortable saying that if all things go as according to plan, because we can't assume injuries, dysfunction, and whatnot. If things mm-hmm. just go chalk, I'm thinking the Nets are going to be for sure the better team. I yeah. just think the offensive ceiling you have with those two lead players, Ben Simmons fits in perfectly as a connective tissue. They really, this seems to let him thrive in a way he's never been able to because he's had Joel Embiid next to him. I think we're going to see an unlock Ben Simmons on both sides of the court, and I, I think the ceiling there is too high not to put them top six. For sure, for sure. All I'm right, not let's, mad at that. let's actually take the next segment. Let's let's just go one through six. Let's just go like I guess playing and then just non-playing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. So, I'll start from the back half. We'll lead up to the top. Yeah, let's do the board. The top three I'm really not confident about, because I think they're all going to be within, like, one or two games of each other. But the back half I'm pretty confident about. So, we have... Where is it? Toronto at eight. Wait, what am I looking at? Wait, so start start from six and go up. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't even talk about Toronto. But I think we all agree that it's, like, in that range. That's who they're going to be. 
Yeah. So at six, I have the Brooklyn Nets at six, the Cleveland Cavs at five, who I wanted to put higher, but kind of just can't. Okay. The Miami yeah. Heat at four, out of respect, they're the Miami yeah, Heat. You have to. The Milwaukee Bucks at three, the 76ers at two, and the Celtics at one. I, will ha- wow. I might flip the top two, but the only reason is because Robert Williams is hurt, so I think maybe that make them slack off at the beginning of the season. So you can put the 76ers at one, but I think we saw the Celtics last year, second half of the season. They're Himothy all around the whole roster, <laughs> top to bottom. And okay. now they have Malcolm Brogdon. They're going to be them. Okay. All right. Well, you are not. I'm, I'm going to go next. Go ahead. So I've so I have Brooklyn at six as well. Okay. I have Boston at five. What the fuck? I have Cleveland at four. Miami at three. Philly at two. And Milwaukee at one. And I'm vibing that, with your Boston pick. And that, that's why I have it. Y'all my, are insane. My thing with especially the non-playing teams, I would be shocked if one, if the one seed and the six seed were separated by anything more than five games. I think oh, it, for sure. I, I agree. I think the East is going to be extremely close. And so when we're talking about four, five, and six, to me, it's kind of just like a crapshoot. A, a, little, a little bit because I think it's all just going to end up random and it's like oh well you lost the like last year the the two through four seed all had the same record and it was just decided by tiebreakers mm-hmm. so so for me like me putting Boston at five isn't necessarily like oh they're going to suck this year I they, they could be just as good as, as as Philly but I think that I think that Rob Will's injury in the beginning of the season might put them behind the eight ball going forward and they might have to catch up a little bit to where everybody else is at. And obviously, all of these predictions are like assuming everybody stays healthy for the year. Yeah. Um, but so. See, I'm not assuming that. That's I picked the Celtics at one because I think their depth is so good that they're the team I think can sustain injuries the most. Like okay. you said, they're all so close to each other. I think the Celtics have the best chance of making it through because of all that depth. Okay. Mohamed, mm-hmm. well, give us your list. Okay. So... I'm not mad at anything that you guys said. Isaac, we're on completely different ends of this. I think that the turmoil that the Celtics felt within the organization is seriously going to hurt them. And also the importance of Robert Williams is going to – they're going to see that. They're going to really see that once he's not on the court anymore. So I have at six, the Boston Celtics. At five, I have the Hawks. I have to. At four, I will bet you whatever you want that the Celtics are going to have more wins than the Hawks. Dude, I would bet you did, anything that did, the Celtics did you forget the how slow the Celtics started last season? Do do we all forget? Did you forget that? how amazing happened. they finished? Yeah, they finished amazingly, bro. But I'm I'm just I, look, they finished amazingly with no turmoil at that time, and also they're pretty much yeah. Look, you can argue with me you on, on that on another day. <laughs> I do not love mid, bro. All right, okay. so six Boston, five Hawks, four Cavs, three. You gotta have the Miami Heat, two okay. Bucks, and number one, I gotta have the Sixers. Okay. Any discrepancies? I, you know, I think we're all in agreement where where each team is. I think we're all also like flirting with the 76ers being at the top. Like I, I'm, I kind of want to put them there. Like I might flip. I th- you might you might have convinced me to put the 76ers one, Celtics two, but I'm not putting them out of top three. But I, I see I see the vision. Yeah. As for the Celtics, dude, I just feel so sorry for that organization. They always just have, like, the Celtics and their fans. I, they've portrayed to me just how inconsistent this team could be and when and for the most part throughout this Jason Taylor and Jalen Brown stint that they've had they've been more inconsistent than not and they finally like got over that hump I believe but I but I also believe that because of all this turmoil that 
you know, it's felt throughout their organization from head to toe. Like, I don't think anything, I don't think that, now they do have Malcolm Brogdon. I just feel so torn about the Celtics at times, you know? I don't feel that torn. I don't think that I made Doka thing is going to be that big of a deal to them. Like, obviously it sucks not having him there. They have his lead assistant there. They're going to have the same exact system that they found last year in the second half of the year that made them so great. They're going to be playing the exact same style of ball, same players that clearly mesh together and figured out how to win. They're coming off a, a deep run that shows them they have that confidence that they can make They're it that far. They're not going to have the same players, though, because Robert, who, who knows when he's going to come back? Three months from now, I think? Or maybe yeah, they'll be back by December, which just sucks. But they they weren't just, like, awful without him. Like, he missed time last year, too, and they still made they missed time in the playoffs, and they still made it to the finals. Like, they can win without Robert Williams. We're talking about him like it's the Lakers without LeBron. Like, they, they'll be fine overall. Like, obviously, it limits their ceiling. If he wasn't there all year, I would agree. But they can make do without him. They still have Al Horford. <laughs> You're so disgusting for that. Yo, get out of here. That's we're so disrespecting Al Horford after last no, year. No, Y'all weren't paying attention. No, Al Horford was fantastic last no, year. No, but I mean that's a that's a it, that's a legitimate concern of mine that you have an okay, age, that you it. have an aging Horford. Like yeah. I, I listen, he was he was great. I really don't want to disrespect him, but like we can't just expect everybody to just be LeBron and be you know the same that you've been for for twenty years. Like. At a certain point, like people get old and it goes very quickly, so it wouldn't surprise me yeah. if we came out in the first three months and we're like, "Dang, like Al Horford, he's he's kind of getting up there." Like, you know, it's true. That, I mean, if that happens, then the picks, then this is all gone. But yeah. I'm gonna assume that he's gonna be the same until he's not. You know what I mean? Like, I can't predict oldness. That's that's yeah. listen. Al Horford will fall off a cliff. no but yeah that's it's that's a that's a a concern of mine and so that's why i wouldn't necessarily have boss at like the top three seed that that you have the Mm -hmm. best yeah okay all right but that's it's it's weird i expected the i expected the east to kind of be a little bit more um divisive yeah divisive just because it's so good Um, i think we we all agree they're also close so like how can you have a super strong opinion about any of them true because, like, would you be shocked if the Cavs ended up being the one seed? Like, I would. Actually, actually, no, I would. I would. The one I seed? I would not. Like, the, dude, I, the the, you're saying they're all, if, you're, if you're saying they're all within the same few games, like, how can you be shocked if any of them are the one seed? You know what I mean? That's true, but it's just, it's just crazy. I mean. It's crazy, like, thinking about, like, think about at, the, at the end of the year, you're going to look up and you're going to be like, wow, like, the Cleveland Cavaliers were the best team in the East. Like, that. I wouldn't be shocked. They were the one seed beginning of last year before they got injured, which they weren't going to sustain It would just that. look but, weird on paper. True. It would The side sure. of it would yeah. just look weird. Okay, well, I'm just fuck that shit. You just add what they were doing beginning of last year. Add Donovan Mitchell, like they're gonna be freaking amazing. Like I wanted to put them higher. I just put them. I put Miami above it. them out of respect because they always just find a way to win in the regular season and they're just like a machine. Yeah. So they deserve to be above them. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers will for sure be a better team than Miami. Wow. Okay. I like Maybe that. just won't be reflective like of a regular take. season record. Yeah. I like that take. All right. Let's, okay. Let's, we can let's move, let's move on to, to the West. West. So, same thing. The bottom four teams, I think we can all agree, San Antonio, Houston, Utah, OKC. Yes. Don't really give a fuck what order you want to put them in. I wrote it down, but who gives a shit? So, if we're going to do 7 through 11 again, we'll start from there. This time, Muhammad, you go first. Okay. So, I'm going to start off from 7. At number 7, I have the Phoenix Suns, man. Yeah. I think they're going to get... I, I, yeah, I got the Phoenix Suns on that one, bro. What I got the, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, bro. I got the Phoenix Suns. So, at 7, I have the okay. Phoenix Suns. I'm going. I'm probably going to hate myself for this, but I have certain propaganda that I'm pushing this season, and I have to put the Memphis Grizzlies at eight. At number nine, what the, you are bugging. Yeah, man, I got the Grizzlies <laughs> at eight. Grizzlies at eight. Okay. And at nine, I think they're gonna miss Jaron Jackson Jr. Hella. I think you're under. You probably you might be underestimating that. 
Alright, and at 9, I got the Phoenix Suns. I'm not Phoenix, my bad. The Portland Trailblazers. And then at 10, I got the Sacramento Kings. And then at 11, bro, I, you can put really anyone. Like, you put the Lakers. Cool. The Lakers, yeah. Lakers at 11. You put the Lakers at 11? Oh my yeah, God. bro. Did they okay, just started so our off of the bench. Okay. They're bad. <laughs> they're our lists are wildly different. I don't think the rush coming off the bench thing is a negative in any way. I think that's a positive that they're willing to do that and now make them a better team. But, right, okay. Isaac, which so, is a negative. I have the Dallas Mavericks at seven. Okay. The Lakers at eight. The Pelicans at nine, which wow. I want to put them higher, but there's so many good teams. Like it's yeah. tough. I won't be yeah. shocked. That's a team that I won't be shocked if I'm wrong about the most. Like if they're four mm-hmm. or five or six, I, I see it because I think I think six through nine will be really clustered like it is in the East on the top. Yeah. I feel okay, the same but the way ten about I have. Yeah. Ten I have Portland. Mm-hmm. What is that noise? Yeah, it's a car. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At 10, I have the Trailblazers. Yeah. And at 11, I have Sacramento. Okay. So, okay. I don't. Sacramento's just worse than these teams. Mm. What about you, Donovan? All right. So, here's, here's, here's what we got, right? So, for seven. Okay, I'm going to change my list right now. I'm going to say So, at seven, I have the I can't Minnesota Timberwolves. I have the okay. Minnesota Timberwolves at seven. Oh. At eight, I have the Phoenix Suns. At <laughs> oh my God, y'all are so wrong about the Suns. At nine, I, I have you. the Lakers. So at nine, you have what? At, at nine, I have the Lakers. And then okay. at 10, I have the Blazers. At 11, I have the Kings. Okay. Y'all are so wrong about the Suns. Why They're not are you... Gonna, s- bro. Because they had the worst playoff collapse of all time, because they all had fucking COVID, there was a COVID outbreak... That doesn't mean they're going to be a worse team now. They're not going to forget to play basketball to that extent. They're still going to be a regular season powerhouse. Those are not only... Those are some of the reasons why I feel low about the Phoenix Suns. And I also feel like they stumbled on a lot of success. I like the pieces that they have. I love the pieces that they have. But for someone like DeAndre Aiden, who it looks like he's on better terms with the head coach and everybody on the team or whatever the case may be. But as a whole, I still think that like once that time comes and... The stars align. He's gonna get out of there almost as soon as possible. Maybe, uh, think, but they also don't have to trade him. Like if they're just chugging along to a top three seed, like last year. Like mm-hmm. I think then they, they I just don't, don't think trade they're him. gonna like, be chugging <laughs> along. I don't see them being better than any of the top four teams. I don't see any reason. So obviously have. they have a little bit worse depth with Jay Crowder being out of there now, which sucks. We'll see what they're gonna get for him. But that's like the only real meaningful difference. They still have Chris Paul. They still have Devin Booker. They still have Mikael Bridges. Cam Johnson's gonna be the starter. Gives them more oomph than Jay Crowder gave him. DeAndre Ayton's going to get more of a focus now. Maybe we'll put up better numbers. I don't see any reason for them to be that materially different from the best team in the NBA to the eighth seed. That's such a there's, wild jump. On paper, there's no real reason to do that. You're absolutely right about that. But when it comes to just in the they locker got that room dog stuff, that's the main thing. That's really that's it. That's the main that's thing. That's really it. I, I look yeah, at the like Suns. I look at the Suns, and there's just so much turmoil. It, you Listen, you talk, both talked about the Celtics' turmoil from head to toe. The Suns have turmoil from head to toe. And that locker room just seems so afraid. They do not have that dog in them, and I do not like the vibes that are coming out of Phoenix. And I'm such an overreaction. I'm, I, I'm being for real, and so that's why I would have them back in the playing. I, okay, I also, well, I also I, think that like a lot of a lot of these other teams just like are just gonna be better. So okay, yeah, we'll see about that. That's why I'm at. So obviously, we we all have the Lakers in this range. Do y'all see a world? I, I see a world where they can get up to like five. 
I wouldn't be shocked by that necessarily. Or four. I would be shocked by five. No, not four. Five or six. I, I would five be shocked six, if they see. weren't if they weren't in the play and I would be shocked. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if they trade Russell Westbrook? Like what if they do the Indiana oh, appeal and then, get Huddy? Then everything changes. If they trade oh, yeah, if they trade sure. Russ, everything changes. But as presently okay, constructed, even if even if Russ comes off the bench, which I'm with you, I think that that's a, a positive and that's something that they need to do. But even if that's mm-hmm. the case, I don't see them jumping I don't see them jumping New Orleans with a healthy Zion. I don't see them jumping uh Minnesota with with all the talent that they have. Dallas, Memphis, you can forget about that and then obviously the top three teams like yeah. I, don't, I don't care. I think I'm gonna amend my list. I'm gonna put I feel really bad about New Orleans at nine. I think I'm gonna put New Orleans at the seven, then put Dallas at eight and Lakers at nine. He's wow. hating on Dallas. He, he's he's yeah, not I mean, he's not a believer. There's, there's a lot of good teams. I mean Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think that, New Orleans has to be seven. I'm gonna change that. That's something that that I think that we've seen in in our rankings is just like you just feel bad because there's so many good teams. Like, yo, we're yeah. we're we're through the playing and probably like what 19 out of these 20, 18 out of these twenty teams are like, hey, these are really really good teams. Like, it's it's hard to see them. Yeah. Six months out. The fact that Dallas is gonna be the eight seed, like, in my or even like the Lakers the nine. Lakers are gonna be a competent team if LeBron and AD are healthy. Like, they're not gonna be like great, but like they're gonna be a solid team. Like, they have. That gives them a high floor. The fact that's probably the ninth best team in the conference is kind of crazy. However, you also said earlier that you put Boston at the top because they have because they have a roster that can sustain injuries. The Lakers are not yeah. that, and so like yeah, which is why they're down here. Yeah, and so I think that's what I'm saying. Like you thinking that they can get up to five, I don't think that that's feasible because AD's going well, that's to get if they're hurt. not injured. AD, if AD, AD well, I mean, he's getting hurt. Okay, he's, he's well, I mean, sure. He's had two badly injured years, but, like, let's say he doesn't and he goes back to his normal self and plays 65, 68 games. They could get up to the six seed, maybe the five, if, like, LeBron's playing MVP level again. Like, this, this that obviously the jokes, he's glass, whatever, this, but, this like, is, it's just optimism been, talking. He, he's going to get hurt. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> about the optimistic outcome. We're talking about the best-case scenario where he plays. He still gets hurt because he's AD and he'll still play, miss 15 games, but mm-hmm. the last two years have been, like, the worst-case scenario twice in a row, which is, like, Maybe it happens again, just who he is, but there's no, I don't know. Like, it's only been two unfortunate injuries. Nah, he's out of there. He's not playing. He, he's, not, he's not playing 65 games this year. That's, how can you confidently say it? 65 isn't even a high bar. I'm not saying 80. Like, come on. <laughs> I don't know. He's not playing. He's not playing. Anyways. Look, whatever. I don't care. Next. Fuck 80. This isn't the conversation. Next. 80 this sucks. Is top 16. 80 sucks. Yeah. I'm top tired six, of him. Six, he's overrated. Six. Let's do these top 16. I'll go first. Six, I have the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm not putting them lower than six. Six is like the worst end because yeah. they're missing Jaron Jackson, maybe some regression, but really it's more about the top five teams are fucking great. I think Minnesota will be nearly as good as they were last year. Five, I got the Clippers, who should be higher. They're going to be a higher level of contender, but I think because Kawhi will sit a lot, Paul George mm. will probably sit a lot, they're not going to be quite as high. But also, I won't be shocked if I'm wrong because they have the crazy depth to sustain them in the regular season. But again, I think it's just more about the top four teams are going to be really good in the regular season. Four, I have Minnesota. Every Rudy Gobert team is a regular season powerhouse. They surround him with great offensive talent. It's going to work well in the regular season. But I won't be shocked if Clippers are above them. Three, I have Golden State. I don't got to say nothing. It's Golden State. I kind of want to put them higher. Two, I have Phoenix, who I don't think there's going to be a big difference in the regular season from last year. I think they'll get over the drama and be another powerhouse. One, I have the Denver Nuggets. Okay. Okay. I'll... Okay, I'm, I'm gonna give you my list and then we'll, and then we'll compare. So I have the Pelicans at six. I have okay. the Mavericks at five. I have Memphis okay. at four. Golden State at three. Denver at two. 
and then the Clippers at one. I don't see them playing enough games to get the one. They're stars. Mm-hmm. I like that's, that. That's, I think if Paul George is... If Paul George is there for a majority of the year, and even if Kawhi is in and out, right? Like, they, they won enough games last year to where they could be the 18, and they did have Paul George for a lot of those games. You give them one and a half stars, I think Ty Luke can coach them up to, to, to the one seed. And like we've talked about so many times, they are so deep. They have so much depth, and there's so many guys yeah. that, they, that they can. Norman Powell is going to come off the bench. And we didn't we didn't yeah, talk crazy. we didn't talk about him in the sixth man of the year, but you have a guy who has averaged twenty off the bench. Like they they just have so many guys, so I think that they'll be able to withstand them, uh, to withstand a whole bunch of injuries. So that's why I have them at, at one. You took okay. the words out of my mouth. I don't have them at one, but you took the words out of my mouth. So okay. at six, I have the Mavs. At five, I have the T Wolves. At four, I have the Pelicans. Three Warriors, just like you, and two, I have the Clippers. And number one, I got the Nuggets. Okay. That's fair. I'm glad we all respect the Nuggets. We know they're going to be top two in the conference. Like Nuggets are going to be filthy. Yeah. yeah. And I listen. I that was honestly one of that was honestly one of the hardest picks um, on here. It, the one and two, and then the six and seven were the hardest for me. And yeah. I like, you know what? I'm gonna switch it. Put the Nuggets at the at the one C. Clean sweep. We'll we're all brought back the Nuggets to be the one C. If we all think Nuggets are going to win the one seed, how are we not considering Jokic more for MVP? Voter for people yeah yeah I, I know but like at a certain point if he's just as good and now they have the one seed so they show that it's like lebron at some point james, it might be undeniable lebron james never won three mvps the last person to win three mvps in a row was larry bird like this lebron it's, james never deserved three mvps in a row Jokic might did you just say that is that you feel it yeah yeah go, go I, each year like what, what year I, when i say that he's obviously is good enough to win it i'm not saying that but you know we're talking about narrative and we're talking about the things that Okay, so maybe okay, never mind. I'll change that. He should have won Derrick Rose's MVP, so that should have been a three peat. But okay, we're talking so, about he won two, and then no, but I mean like so. I think realistically, what that means when you say that is that the third year came around and they didn't want to pick him because the first if you if I would predict one before that, that doesn't matter because that's not realistic. But there's never been a time where LeBron won two in a row in the third year he should have won it. You know what I mean? Like there's always a more deserving candidate that made sense. Except for listen, I I kind of Please agree because I because I want to give Derek I'd like to give Derek Rose that MVP. I know a lot of oh people, wait he won two before Derek Rose yes. here, didn't he? He won never he mind won never mind two, I take it back. He won yeah, two Derek Rose and then two. Yeah, I forgot it was the one team. I, I was thinking there was a year before that. Never mind, yeah. I take it back. LeBron okay. should have won three in a row. Yeah, yeah, so, okay. That's so, uh, I was looking yeah. at you nuts. So bro. Bird's okay. the last. One. I forgot. Bird's the last one to win to win three in a row. It hasn't happened in in forty years. They're not gonna if it if LeBron didn't get it if Jordan didn't get it after Bird like it's it's just. I don't think it's gonna but see, happen. But, but see, with, with the Derrick Rose year, like LeBron should have won it. He was better, but that was a special circumstance because Derrick Rose was like this enigma. Everybody loved him. He took the team to one seed. Like people were like wanting to give him that award because it was such a like a lovable story. And LeBron was the villain because he went to Miami. So like, Jokic isn't the villain. I guess you could say he is to some crowds, but not to NBA voters. Yeah, who the fuck is he a villain to, bro? The fuck. Yeah, I mean, some people that are like, oh, he's overrated. He doesn't have a bag. He's white. He sucks. Mm. Like. He's you know, going, he sucks. Him, like, <laughs> Someone, right you're telling the truth. No one ever wanted to say that, bro. But let's be real. A lot of but people yeah, now, me, but let's be real. But but now he's now not that villain factor. About Jokic, now when we talk about Jokic, because the thing that held Giannis from a third straight MVP was all right. You have to do it in the playoffs for us to consider you like a great player again. Like that. But held Giannis MVP is that Jokic burst on the scene, having being an all-time level offensive player. Like 
No, no, Giannis had Giannis had those two MVPs and choked both and took both years and like he had a bad twenty nineteen in the in the conference finals and then they got blown out in the bubble in twenty twenty. And everyone's like, listen, we recognize that, that you're great, but until you do it in the playoffs, we're not we're not giving you the MVP anymore. Sure. But what I'm saying is there is a clear reason. Like Jokic was that reason. Like if Giannis was like clearly the best player, it could have went to him still, even though people had to stomach that. But Jokic was Jokic, and he clearly deserved it. Like he was, he had a better regular season than Giannis. Maybe if we're saying Luca's gonna do that, or if one of you thinks Joel's finally get his turn. But if we're saying that we're all saying they're gonna be the one seed in a stacked conference, that's gonna imply that Jokic is still playing at the level he's gonna be playing at. And at that point, there has to be a pretty good argument for it's, it. It's it's just not gonna happen. It's just not. I think the, okay, the well. voter fatigue is just gonna be too 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 real. Voter yeah. fatigue only works if there's a more deserving candidate, and we don't know if there's gonna be. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's not, it's not going to happen. It's <laughs> not a logical argument. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 just, it's just not going. It's not go- uh, going really to. Go- be dead. It's it's not it's not going to be a thing. There's going to be two guys who are de- who are going to be as deserving as as Jokic, or at least one in Embiid. And if you have if you have Giannis, who you think is going to be top three in DPL wide voting, okay. and then is already as well. Like if he's as let's good, compare him to Embiid. We okay, so you, we're all agreeing that yo, yo, the Seventy Sixers are going to be a top three seed. Yes. Let's say they're the two seed, and we're all agreeing the Nuggets are the runaway one seed. If they're the one seed, and he's Jokic is just as good as he was last year, Joel is just as good as he was last year with a two seed. The argument for Joel last year was his team was better; they had more wins. Now Jokic is still a better player and has more wins himself. How could you possibly put Joel ahead of him, I'm, even though he has I'm, an All NBA teammate? I'm telling you. That's going to be the situation because obviously everything that I've said on this podcast is going to happen. So, so the nu- <laughs> so the Nuggets are going to be the one seed. The Sixers are, are going to be the two seed. I will and they guarantee are going you, if the Nuggets give, have more wins than Sixers, Joel will not win the MVP. They are that is ridiculous. Give they are going to give Joel. There's no. They're done. not giving anybody three straight MVP. LeBron didn't give, do it. Jordan didn't do it. It's not happening. Do you not hear yourself? The argument was that Joel had more wins. If he doesn't have more wins, there's no argument for Joel being better than Jokic. The even only if, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Even I'm if you're saying that you're right, points. you're right. But there has to be a deserving candidate that makes sense for them to use the excuse of voter fatigue. You have to have an out that makes sense to be able to say, this is why I didn't pick Jokic. If there's no realistic out that's logical, then it's kind of hard to not pick Jokic. No, but I'm saying, you're saying, you're saying that the, and here's the difference. You're saying that. that I'm the, saying Joel Embiid is not a logical, if you think that the Nuggets are more wins, you can't pick Jokic. No, no, you can't pick no, Embiid. no, that's, that's, that's not what I'm saying. And, and may, actually, may, maybe it is. That's not what I'm going to address. Um, what, what I what I what I am going to say is that voter fatigue isn't something that happens on the back end. It happens on the front end, and so because people have voter fatigue, it affects the way that they look at the entire season. And so and so, Jokic's entire season is going to be looked at differently because he has two MVPs already. And so we're going to be looking for a reason not to give it to Jokic. We're going to be looking. For I agree. A reason I agree. Not to. But you have to, to have that reason. Else. The, they're already going to be. Looking to if if the voters want to give Joel Embiid the MVP, he will get the MVP, and whatever narrative and whatever narrative is needed will be constructed to give. You're him talking that. about this like it's it's not that no come on we have to, it's still we can track everything that has been a narrative pick. It still makes sense because people point to a reason logically on the court. Maybe they twist it whichever way they want to interpret it, but there's still the way to twist it. And I'm only saying so if you want to say Luca's gonna win it, sure. I'm just saying that if you're gonna predict the no gets being won and the seven is not being won. He's not going to win it. It'll be Luca if you really think somebody has to win it besides Jokic. 
I'm trying to pull this up. Let me pull something. Y'all are going at it, bro. Oh my goodness. This is a, this is a feisty episode, and we're not even talking about Y'all are going to the death of this. It is. It is okay. I mean, you can't, like, you can't just, it's only because of the context of last year. If that was argument last year, and that's why you think Joel should have won it, you can't flip it. Like, otherwise, it just would not make sense at all. So, again, maybe it just means that Luka's going to win. If that's the case, and sure. But with, the, with, with these things we're mapping out, with no youngest being one seed, Joel cannot win it. This 1v1 is insane, it, it will bro. still happen. It will, it will still happen. I'm letting you know it's going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's going yeah, to happen. But then everything I'm just sure saying is not the wrong, one seed. Isaac. Everything you're saying is not wrong. I just think that, yo, like, it is. It's just one of those it is what it is situations, bro. Joe Joel is going to have it at the end of the season. They're not. They're not gonna. Is. And also, and also, you're talking about like the the one seed and the two seed. One, we're gonna look at the Eastern Conference and say the Eastern Conference, the 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 East top six is better than the West top six. So a two seed in the East. I don't know if that's is, true. I mean, it's maybe a little bit, but like it's pretty. I it's think, pretty good. I, the top. I think. I think. I think it's it's true in the East, and I think it that, goes like six deep in the East and four deep in the West. But like the top three or four are pretty similar. If you, I I I believe mm-hmm. that it's that. You have you have a whole conference that you have to that you have to play with throughout the entire season. So that that's one. Two is that I think that if we're saying oh one's the one seed and one is is the two seed, I think that that is splitting hairs. And you can kind it was of, splitting hairs last year. And you and you can you and can that's why they, some people picked Joel. That's why Joel got first place votes is because he had a few more wins than the Nuggets. Like it's always been splitting hairs, but that's what they do. I'm saying, I'm saying, if that's the Isaac just if, did it. I mean, if, Donovan just did it. Like, no, 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 no. Because if you have no, because if if you are splitting hairs on the on the wins, right? Then that is what I'm saying. The voter fatigue that that came in at the start of the season, where you're like, oh, like we have like like Jokic, he has he has two. We have to give it to to Joel, and then the baseline of hey, we're gonna go and um and like we're gonna go off the wins. And that's like one and two. That's going to be out of there. So now the only thing that's left is, oh, we just really want to give it to Joel, and he's going to get. See, the, he's going to. What get I think you're saying is you're making it sound like people. No voter is going to explicitly say that I want to give it to Joel because Jokic has two. What we're describing of Joel of Jokic not being able to win three in a row is an implicit thing that's behind the scenes that they're like they're alluding to. They're finding reasons to mental gymnastics. It. No one's actually going to say I don't think Jokic should win it. And you're making I, it sound like it's way more fun. Obviously not not on not on wax, but we've seen forty years of history of guys not, not getting of, of guys not getting three in a row. Mm. Okay, either way, we, we we can move on. That was that, that needs to be a video within itself. I'm sorry. <laughs> that right there, y'all went on for a minute. I need I need to, I need that as a video. <laughs> okay. Well, we have some TikToks to get to before we wrap up the episode, so I think we should just get to that. <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's let's do that. That's funny. Donovan, you want to do the first one? Yeah. The BR yeah, list? Yeah, let's, let's get this. All right. Let's... So as you guys know, Bleach Report put out a top 100 players they're projecting for next year. We're going to react to those names. Yeah. All right. Let's start. Let's start the... I'm, I'm going to get, I'm, I'm gonna get into to my Isaac bag. I'm going to try to get my TikTok cook <laughs> on. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. So I'm going to give you guys a couple of players. You tell me where you think Bleach Report ranked them in their list. LeBron James. The top 100 list. Oh, yeah. All right. I'll start. <laughs> okay. I got you. You ready? All right. Go ahead and just talk. Cool. So, so damn. So, I'm going to list off some <laughs> players, and you tell me. And, damn it, Mo. Don't laugh. <laughs> don't laugh, I'm Mo. Sorry. Don't laugh. I'm, I'm trying to be serious. Trying to get into character. All right? All right. So, I'm going to give you guys some players, and you tell me where you think Bleacher Report ranked them in their top 100 list. LeBron okay. James. People at they definitely Bleacher didn't put him top three. 
Eight. Yeah, they didn't put I'm up. Go eight. I think they, yeah, that's safe. I'm going to go ahead eight. and say six. Mo, you are correct. He is number six on the list. Ah, swear to God, I ain't looking good. I'm glad he's higher. He should still yeah. be top four. I'm going to go ahead and say that. All right, yeah, for sure. Our guy that we talked about last time, Jalen Brown. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is funny. This is I, hard. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like they're probably really high on Jalen Brown. Yeah. I'm gonna say I bet they put him somewhere like, I'm, I was going to say 18. Mo, Mo, where are you going? 17. 19 for Jalen Brown. Okay. Damn. Okay. <laughs> A little high for like me. For me but... yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay. Okay. Next. John Morant. Ooh. They probably put him stupid high. Yeah. They, probably they, put put him him above the, they didn't put him over LeBron. Surely That'll not. Be... I'm going to go eight. They probably put him at eight. I actually. was just about to say the same thing, but I can't say the same thing. So I'm going to say nine. They put John Morant at number 10. Mm. Okay. Top top 10 in the Okay. World. I, I, I I'd probably put him like 12 or 13. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's not terrible. All right, next player, Jason Tatum. He's probably five. Did they put him at five? <laughs> Did they put him above LeBron? I yeah, think they might have. They probably do that. You guys are being real generous. Jason Tatum is at seven. Wow. Okay, that was my okay. second guess. It makes sense. Okay. I'm okay. glad they put him behind LeBron. Yeah. People putting Tatum above LeBron already is wild. Yeah. All right, next next guy. We got Anthony Davis. Ooh, oh, they probably put him lowest. They probably put him like 14. Damn. <laughs> Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Davis is ranked the number 17th best player in the NBA. Whoa. That's fucking stupid. He's hurt, not washed. Like, what are we doing? Number 17 for Anthony Davis. All right, next one, next one on the list. Damian Lillard. Uh, 13, 15. I'd say. 15. I bet they're doing way too low on him because he was hurt. All right, we're going to split the difference. He is 14. Okay. Ah, 14 okay. on the I list. Like that. He high, should man. be number 10. He should be much higher. All right, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's a hard one. Ah, yeah. Did they Jaylen put Jalen Brown over Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. Ugh. 20. 28. They put him too low. I'm going to say 19. They put, they, well, change, change oh. your change your pick because they put Jalen Brown at 19. Yeah, they put Jalen, they put Jalen Brown at 19. So I have to say, they, probably, they might put him at 18 or something like that. They put Donovan Mitchell at 21. Mm, okay. Okay. I think Donald Mitchell's better than Jalen Brown. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you with that one. I'm, I'm high on Jalen Brown, but I'm yeah. not literally that high on him. All right. <laughs> All right, last guy. Zion Williamson. Oh, this is tough. I don't know what they did with him, given the fact that he didn't play last year. Yeah. 23? 23, I guess? 24 sounds fair. Zion is 22 on the list. Mm. Damn. We're real close on all of these. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, okay. that's, that's all the names I have for you guys. That's fine. I'm very confident that at the end of the year, everybody's going to rank Zion Williamson above Jalen Brown. <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Top, top they three. They had Jalen Brown gassed. That's the, crazy. The top, the top three on the list was Giannis was one, Jokic was two, Luka Doncic was three. A little rich for my blood on Luka. I don't know if he's better than Steph, but... What do you do? Yep. And then the top five rounds out with Steph at four and KD at five. Okay. I don't think KD's better than LeBron. I, like, people hold people back so much because they got injured, but that doesn't mean they're worse at basketball. Like, I'll die on this hill, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I we got one more TikTok. You yeah. got it, Muhammad? Okay, cool. Yeah, one more TikTok. Let's go ahead and run it. I like that one. That one's going to go crazy, by the way. All right, so... <laughs> We're all getting it into the bag. I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah. 
takes <laughs> a lot of pressure. I'm going to list some NBA players, and I want you guys to grade the careers so far. Damn, that was beautiful. What? Just talk normally. Why do y'all do this? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That was fine. That's not normal. Nah, that so was, far. That was cool. That was cool. It was very, like, yeah. news anchorish, but, like, yeah, it was good. It it's like, so far. Okay. <laughs> All right, hold on. Okay. I'm going to list some NBA players, and I want y'all to – wait. I said rank. I was going to say I want y'all to give them a grade for something. Yeah. I'm going to rank some NBA – I'm going to – fuck, Okay. I'm going to give you guys some NBA players, and I want you to grade their careers so far. Okay. Very interested in this concept. So, I like this a lot. First just... player, D'Angelo Russell. Ooh. I'll give him about a B-. minus. Yeah, I'll, I think I agree, B-. minus. He didn't meet the expectations of a number two pick, but he's built out a pretty good career for himself and is going to impact winning this year with, this, with the Timberwolves. Made an all-star, yeah, made an all-star team, all that good stuff. He probably could play a pivotal role on the – Minnesota Timberwolves and who knows they could. I don't think it would surprise anyone if they were as good as a number two seed in the Western Conference. I mean, it was yeah, best player. case scenario. He's so. a good, he's a good high level player that isn't an all star, but is still above an average role player. So I think that's yeah. solid. He, he was he was yeah. the best player on a, on a fun Brooklyn Nets playoff team. Like yeah, very good yeah. career. Exactly. What about his teammate, Carl Anthony Towns? B. You know, plus C C plus. Honestly, Ooh, I think he's kind of C. he's underperformed for the for the he's underperformed for the expectations he has for being that talented. Mm. The, I'll, I'll the give, fact that he's not a competent defender at that with the athletic gifts he has is malpractice. Not malpractice, but it's unacceptable. I'll give him a B plus just because I think the you're being so generous. You yeah, that's so this. nice. He no, did nothing is great to deserve a B plus. Listen, I I think I think I think that that cat. And while although I I hate whenever he says it, he has like he's on the short list of like the best you know shooting big men of all time. And so I think that like like the the talent is definitely not in the playoffs. He's not the the no listen <laughs> who are you telling right? But like the 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 talent the talent is there. He's put like, he's put up some numbers. He's made some some all stars. Like it's a it's a pretty decent career. Okay. He should have much more than decent career though. For, oh, for how sure, good for he sure. is for cat should be. A minus A. He should be there. Um, so I. So I mean, I guess I could drop down to B, but I. It feels. Yeah. I'll, I, okay, I'll do that. I'll drop it down to B, and I'll say that his career has been gotcha. marginally better considering the expectations. <laughs> he can't so, break into the Bs for me. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I veered towards. Did you give him a C plus, Isaac? Yeah. Yeah, I give him a C plus as well. Good career, solid. But you know, what I'm saying a lot of people. I feel like almost everyone had. I remember back. In 2018, or maybe it was 2019 or 2020. The GM survey? Yeah, that GM survey, people yeah. ranked him as, like, the best player. Or t- some, some he was viewed as, like, the they best player. They picked him as a player you'd want to build around the most of any player in the league. Yeah. Exactly. And for Hell him no. to go ahead and continue to go outside, sat in the playoffs, and now he's not looked at as being the man in Minnesota. They moved on to Anthony Edwards, and now if Minnesota does elevate, it's not going to be because of Carl Anthony Towns. It's going to be because of the new guy that they were like. Yeah, he just been taking back seats lately, so I agree with you guys on yeah. that one. All right, so what about Ben Simmons? Mm. I'll, I'll say I'll say a C minus for Ben. Sim- I, no, I'll say C. I'll say C because Ben Simmons has made Ben Simmons has reached like the height in terms of like making an All NBA team um, as like All All NBA defense. However, if Ben Simmons' career ended today, it would end in shame and. Um, <laughs> 
That's a horrible way to frame it, though. It's no, like an it, end would, today. It, it, it would. It's like an end today, though. The lasting image of Ben Simmons' career would be him passing up a dunk over Trey Young well, and, not, him blowing, and him today. blowing a lead. And then two years later, the first time we see him back on, on the court or shooting the ball, he's shooting an air ball out of practice. And, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that, that matters a lot, but I'm saying that the perception of Ben Simmons... It doesn't matter is, at all. The, the perception of Ben Simmons is one that is... It's, it's very, very negative. And I think that there's heights that, that Ben Simmons has not reached because of his unwillingness to to learn how to shoot or to even take the jumper, even attempt it. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go B. I think maybe you could say if he got better on offense and was more assertive, he has potential to be like a top tier player, but he's been a great he's an all star level player, all defense level, who's been contributing to winning. Sure he had a year where he struggled with his physical and mental health. I'm not gonna pretend that, that just invalidates his whole career. Like people have short term memory loss. No. Uh, can't yeah, can't be mad at you with that one. You said B. I'm gonna go ahead and go be a little step lower than that. I'm gonna give him a B nice B minus because people like me, yo, don't forget a couple years ago when he when he first got drafted, people were calling this man like the next Magic Johnson and, and they were throwing those LeBron James comparisons out there, bro. And, and he look was, at him now. Yeah, look at him He's now. Nowhere close to Magic. Well that that was unrealistic expectations. You shouldn't call anybody that's just tell you you shouldn't call anybody the next Magic Johnson. No, with what he was are, doing like, back in high school in his high school days and in college and bro I don't I don't want to say that those were warranted, but I wouldn't say those people are absolutely insane for that. For the type of No, they were insane really for calling Magic Johnson. Calling anybody Magic Johnson before they hit the NBA is insane. <laughs> like, okay. Come on, what are we doing here? Next player next player is Lonzo Ball. D D plus tough, tough, really tough. D, bro, D plus. Right? It's just injury. It's injury after injury. Um, he has he hasn't, yeah. he hasn't been able to to find a home, and he the the hype. Like again, we talk about calling people the next Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson said that he was going to retire Lonzo Ball's jersey uh, before he ever, <laughs> before he ever played a game, and he was out of there uh, within two two and a half years. So. I'm going to say yeah. D+. Plus. It can't be anything higher than D because we're talking about him now. Last year, we were like, oh, he finally figured it out because he was a high-level role player. Like, mm-hmm. originally, we thought he was going to be a star, and that's just completely off. Just That expectation isn't even around anymore. Yeah, exactly, bro. Yeah, I get really sad talking about Lonzo Ball, bro. Simply because he used to be, quote-unquote, the one, and now he's like <laughs> no one's one, two, or three. <laughs> he's just like yeah. nothing now. And, uh, yeah, bro, I want to give him Big I want to give him a... C plus though C plus because he's not a lost cause he's not a lost cause I mean and he might be that, but it's that, not that, his, that knee his fault. is it's not his fault his knee is falling okay. off the bone yeah <laughs> it's not his fault who's next but that's all that I have for now I think this series that. is gonna go stupid and I wanna save other names for another day alright cool. okay well I think we're done then this is a long ass episode we had a lot to talk about got a couple <laughs> of debates in there it was a good episode. So if y'all are still around here, salute to you. This is a long-ass podcast. I appreciate you. If you are, be sure to like and subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify, rate us five stars. Follow us on our socials. You'll see them on the screen right now. And yeah. See, see you next time.